Impact's pay-per-view today. I sent out a little tweet today on my account. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to assume New Japan are finally going to get revenge on Impact by having Finjuice drop the titles to Master Watto and Taguchi or something without telling Impact. Wait, 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 wait. Finjuice? Finjuice are the new Impact Tag Champs. Wasn't the Good Brothers? Yep. They lost the titles to Finjuice today on pay-per-view. What? I saw the, the main event result. I didn't see that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, New Japan's Revenge. They they finally get the Impact Tag Titles back and, yeah, hot shot it to to Taguchi and Wado or something. Give there it to Doki. <laughs> right. Give them both to Doki. Give it to Doki and Despy. Despy needs more gold. Ah, oh, man. Uh, let's get started. Hey humans, what's a good word? Chris Funder here with Pretty as Alex for another edition of the Weekly Wrestling Wrap. Alex, how are you, my friend? I'm good. So this is the episode that goes on YouTube now, isn't it? Yes, indeed. We're putting the, uh, the wraps up on YouTube as uh, something different. So guys, don't forget to hit subscribe, leave a like, turn the bell on for notification squad. <laughs> yeah. That, that's my... um. Every YouTube vlogger ever impression. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you want to just get straight down to it and we'll uh, jump in because we've got a fair bit to talk about this week. Yeah, we do. Let's get into it. Okay, so we start off with WWE NXT number 449. Kicked off with a women's championship match. Io Shirai, the champion, defeated Tony Storm to retain. Pete Dunne with Danny Burch and Amy Lorcan in his corner defeated Jake Atlas. A... WWE NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match where Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defeat Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, who were the champions. <laughs> There's a lot of questions there I have to ask you in just a moment. Uh, okay. A singles match where Zia Lee with Boa and Tian Shan. That'll do. Me. That'll do. <laughs> That'll do, pig. Yeah. <laughs> Defeats Caden Carter via DQ. A tag team match where Legara del Fantasma defeated the Grizzled Young Vets. And an NXT Championship match where Finn Balor defeats Adam Cole. Um, when did Dakota and Raquel win the Women's Championships? Well, the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Which were announced at the very start of this episode because William Regal's like, I'm sick of waiting for the WWE higher-ups to 
give our women another shot at the tag titles. So I'm just creating our own titles. And I think it's only fair that it goes to the team that got screwed out of the women's tag titles last week and the winners of the Dusty Cup, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And they lose the title like an hour later. What the hell are NXT doing? Um... By the looks of it, Raquel Gonzalez is going to win the women's title soon. They teased her and Io Shirai later on in this episode. Oh, man. Um, it's, this, this whole thing is questionable. Um, again, I saw these time zone different doesn't work out well if you're advertising stuff the day before or the day of. Um, so that you... was that was one of the two game-changing announcements William Regal was making. Now, did you hear about this beforehand? Because I skipped NXT this week. No, I heard about it whilst I was watching uh, AEW Dynamite. And by looks of your screen, they don't even have pictures of the NXT women's tag titles on Google Images. No, not that I can see. Uh, it looks exactly the same as the men's NXT tag titles, except with a white strap. Oh, okay then. Well, that, that does make sense, because the uh, men and women's NXT titles are now pretty much identical. So it um, just mm-hmm. be the same as that, I assume. Yep. Uh uh, the second, second I'll, I'll send a picture of it through to your messenger. Okay. The second groundbreaking changing announcement of Regals. Uh, did it... you hear about this? No. You got a guess? Tuesday night? No. Nah. They haven't announced that yet. Although it's pretty much been confirmed by multiple <clears throat> journalists. Get you get excited, folks, because WrestleMania this week means that uh, this year means that we're going to have like nine straight days of WWE programming because Takeover, Stand no. and Deliver, will be the Tuesday and the Wednesday. Oh no, the Wednesday and the Thursday of WrestleMania week because it will be two nights. So it's not the week before. No, it's, it's the week of Mania. So, like, I think from my memory, it goes, we'll have Raw on the Monday. We'll Hall have of Fame. Hall of Fame on the Tuesday. Not one of NXT TakeOver on normal NXT TV. NXT on the UK Wednesday. on Thursday. Uh, no, nah, on Thursday, they're going to have... On the WWE Network, night two of NXT TakeOver. What about normal NXT UK that day as well? I'm sure that'll be on there as well. Then Friday night, you got SmackDown. Plus 205 Live if you want to watch that. Plus Main Event if you want to watch that. And then Saturday night, you got WrestleMania night one. Sunday night, you got WrestleMania night two. 
Monday, you got Raw, and then the rumor is that following Tuesday will be the NXT on Tuesday first episode. <sighs> Stupid. What? So you uh, so you look <laughs> at it like nine days in a row of WWE programming. And the majority of that I'll probably end up skipping because I'd rather watch GCW. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. Um, yeah, so they haven't announced the Tuesday night move yet, which is just mind-boggling. If you already, if they do already know it, like everyone seems to think they do, announce it immediately so people know when to change over. Yeah, and I guess the other thing would be when they were airing those uh, so-called Super Tuesdays, the um, uh, the uh, Foxtel in Australia was still having a 24-hour delay. Yeah. So, yeah, so that'll be interesting to see if that happens for us as well. That is... I still can't get over, oh, here's our new championship and we're going to put it on the only team that's been a team for longer than a year in the entire WWE, pretty much. And we're going to have them lose it in an hour to a makeshift team. Oh, man. I wouldn't say Ember and Shotzi are a makeshift team anymore. They got the same colour hair now. They're all in. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, when you're thinking of name, like, WWE women's tag teams that are together off the top of your head, they aren't a team that comes to the top of my mind. No, I would say they're a new team, but makeshift I wouldn't generally classify as, but I'm a bit different than you in that aspect. I think of like makeshift teams as like that one week the Rock and Undertaker were like tag champs. Um, Or like, yeah, like some of those silly things they've done in the past. Um, if you're going to check out anything from last week's NXT, check out the main event, Adam Cole versus Finn Balor. Just really good. Any um, word on uh, Cole's contract? I, I think he's going to stick around, to be honest. I think he's going to stick around. It seems like they're building something huge up. Either that or... Well, I think we're going to get... Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole at TakeOver, and we're going to get Finn Balor versus, uh, as you say, Killian Cross. Um, <laughs> Carrion Cross. Uh, so at the end of this match, like Kyle O'Reilly basically just showed up and that distracted Adam Cole enough to lose. And then Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Like, have a bit of a brawl, and Kyle O'Reilly beats down Adam Cole. Finn Balor's just standing in the ring watching. And and he just says, like, we could only just see Finn Balor with his back towards someone. And he says, what took you so long? And he turns around, and Karrion Cross is just standing there. What took so, him so long? He had to go and deal with the Cruiserweight champion. Yeah. But I like I like that Finn Balor doesn't come across as a geek for not knowing someone was standing behind him. Like 
he was smart enough to know, oh, someone's standing behind me. I bet you it's carrying. So that's why he says what took you so long. So it kind of made Finn Balor look like a bit of a badass. Fair enough. Um, for yourself, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways? Thumbs up, to be honest, although the tag team thing is just questionable. Yeah, from from the way it's aired, I thought, oh, maybe they stripped them of it on WWE.com after Raw last week and uh, put it on Raquel and Dakota and renamed it NXT, but <laughs> whatever, Regal, you do you. Yeah, yeah, because we needed more tag team belts in the company that clearly doesn't give a crap about tag team wrestling. Speaking about tag teams, do you have time to light the fuse? Yes, I'm re- really excited to talk about this episode. Yes, was it a dud? I would say this one wasn't. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Uh, so we start <laughs> off singles match of Ray Phoenix with Puck defeated Matt Jackson with Mick Jackson in his corner. Cody with Arn in his corner defeated Seth Garcias. A singles match of uh, the new signing, Ethan Page, defeated Lee Johnson, who had QT Marshall in his corner. A six-man uh, tag team match of Hikaru Shia, Rio Mizunami, and Thunder Rosa defeated the team of Dr. Britt Baker DMD, uh, Maki Ito, and Nyla Rose, who had Rebel and Vicky Guerrero in their corner. And in the main event for the TNT Championship, Darby Allen, the champion, defeated Scorpio Sky to retain. Uh, any quick thoughts oh. or questions there, Alex? All right. So the Moxley and Eddie Kingston explanation as to what went wrong was fantastic. No. Uh, it wasn't? No. <laughs> you had... Your commentators sell it like death. You had Moxley and Kingston sell it like death. Yeah, and Kingston explained what happened. He said he had, like, this anxiety attack and basically passed out because of something that happened to him when he was younger. Like, it's it's about as good as you can do. And then he, and then they blamed Impact Wrestling for paying for the explosions. That to me was a shot that didn't need to be taken. The fans oh. are always going to make fun of Impact, so why are you making fun of your working partner to this degree? Because Impact need them a hell of a lot more than they need Impact, and this is a chance to get the heat off their ass. I, I get what they were trying to do. I, I thought the promo was awesome. Now, you've watched a lot more of the backstage press conference things with Tony Khan. Yeah. This one was pretty sort of kayfabe Oh, Kenny came up with the design. What do you expect? He drew it in crayon. I don't recall him being that kayfabe with any of his other post-pay-per-view interviews. Yeah, I, I honestly think, like... What what do you expect? Just come in and say, oh, it's a dud. We didn't expect it to go that way. We're going to address it on Dynamite. Well, and that's what they did, though. He did call it a dud, and they addressed it on Dynamite. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me where he wasn't being as kayfabe before. Yeah, I, I get that. It's just like the pay-per-view just happened. And like the interview took place like five minutes after the pay-per-view just finished airing. They're probably still selling replays for it. So he's not going to bury it until like, you know, give him a month and he'll come out and say something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've never been the biggest fan of Moxley. Um, and I just don't want this to continue. I'd rather it have been over. Well, it's kind of over anyway because they're moving on to the Good Brothers instead. Hooray. Yeah. The Good Brothers no longer impact tag champs. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. Oh, we're talking about that today. I thought we're done talking about those that company. Um, oh, you told me you watched it, so you can give a brief re- rundown in a moment. Uh, yeah. Um, women's match I thought was good on this card. Main event, really good. Uh, anything else quickly? Yeah. Um, the Phoenix Matt Jackson match I thought was awesome. Um, yeah, the reason I didn't bring that up is because that first year of AEW, we've seen Lucha Bros and Young Bucks uh, so many times. We know it's going to be good. Yeah. And and this is going to be different. This isn't Phoenix and Penta. This is Phoenix and Pack that we're going to see against the Young Bucks. So it'll be slightly different at least, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, we've got to talk about that closing angle which I thought was incredible. Okay, take it away. So, like, they have the inner circle war council. MJF's like, oh, we need to get rid of a member. Jericho's like, oh, I think we need to bring someone in. They get interrupted by Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara shows some footage from from the locker room where he snuck in a phone and filmed MJF basically forming a coup against Chris Jericho and they're all going to turn on Jericho tonight. And MJF gets Hager and Proud and Powerful to go after Chris Jericho, but they turn around and it looks like it's going to be everyone beating the crap out of MJF. But MJF's like, I wasn't trying to turn on you guys or take over the inner circle. Because I was busy forming my own faction. And the lights go off, lights come back on. It's bloody FTR, Tully, uh, Spears, and Wardlow. And that's a new faction, and they beat the crap out of Jericho. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I completely forgot to uh, bring that up here. Really uh, love that sort of um, having... Tully associated with FTR and this being sort of a more of a four-person stable Wardlow not wrestling as much uh, makes you want to throw up the four fingers. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would say this is the five horsemen because it, they need to have Wardlow wrestle because mm-hmm. he's just so good. For someone as green as he is, he's so good. So, um... Yeah, I think this is going to lead to us finally getting that blood and guts match. Ooh, that would be good. 
Yeah, so we'll have the Inner Circle versus uh, the Five Freedmen. Um, I suppose now that they've done this exploding sort of kind of barbed wire death match, they can uh, do Blood and Guts in Daly's place. Yeah, and Blood and Guts is not going to be as uh, death matchy as that thing from the last pay-per-view. It's just a War Games match, so it'll be good. Yes, indeed. Um, overall, thumbs up. What about yourself? Yeah, same here. Now, I can't comment because I didn't get time to go back and watch NXT. I've seen a couple of highlights, but nothing more than what was on socials, excluding the women's thing that went completely over my head. Um, where do you go Wednesday? Who gets your vote in the war? Uh, AEW, because... <laughs> To be perfectly honest, the matches on NXT were a lot better, but I really enjoyed the stories being told on AEW. Like, the Cody Penta thing was intriguing to me. Like, the closing angle, that tops anything NXT did, just because I love stuff like that in wrestling. Yeah, I agree. From there, we go across to... Friday night, SmackDown number 1,125. Started with... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Started with an eight-man tag team match of Dominic Mysterio, Rey Mysterio and the Street Profits defeating Chad Gable, Dolph Ziggler, Otis and Robert Roode. A singles match of Cesaro defeating Murphy via DQ in under two minutes. A women's tag team match, the team of Natalia and Tamina defeated Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks in under five minutes. And in the main event, Intercontinental Championship match, Big E defeated Sami Zayn in around 10 minutes to retain. Uh, okay, SmackDown, match-wise, um, anything else sort of stand out for you, Alex? Uh, Big E cut an incredible promo on Apollo. Just so much fire and anger and just, yeah, really good stuff. Uh, the contract signing with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns was pretty good with Edge getting involved and next week for the first time in 10 years and they don't let you forget on Raw either with the ads first time in 10 years we're going to see Edge wrestle on Smackdown now the funny fact is his last match on Smackdown 10 years ago was against Drew McIntyre who Edge beat in 2 minutes and 25 seconds with his submission move, the Educator, which is like an inverted sharpshooter that Edge never won matches with. So, in hindsight, that's just really funny. Yeah, something a bit different there. <laughs> um, I find this whole build weird. Like the fact uh, I think we're getting a triple threat at Mania. I don't think you need it, though. No, I don't think we need it. Just the I, build feels like it. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. But uh, I think more to the point, Rumble, you could have gone to, um, was it Chamber, have the Brian match at um, Chamber, Fastlane, right, it's going to be Roman and Jay. My yeah. apologies, I think it's Jay. 
Yeah, it's Jay. And on the opposite side, it's going to be Edge and Christian. How do you not put pen to paper for Christian and sign that match for Fastlane? Yeah, idiots. Or we could have had, like, we know Jimmy's ready to go. Like, we could have the Usos versus Edge and Christian. New Day versus Edge and Christian. Uh, who else is over there at the moment? Uh, Street Profits versus Edge and Christian. Yeah. On SmackDown, at least. But they don't give a crap about tag team wrestling in that company, so they would never do something awesome like that. Yes. They need to do something awesome for five seconds like that. Mm. Um, yeah, for myself, I'm sort of sideways for SmackDown. It, it, it was all right. Storyline-wise, it was good. A lot of the matches being short, though, just, yeah, not not for me this week. Yeah, I, I'm honestly going to give it a thumbs up. So, I, yeah. I enjoyed the stories being told. I'm a bit curious about it. I thought it was a pretty decent episode, to be honest. A couple of things I hate, like the Reginald stuff, like, just go away, mate. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree there. Now, Alex, you happened to cross the line this weekend. Yeah, God knows why. Making a sacrifice <laughs> to yeah. the FML after being in lockdown. Yeah, well, you know. Did you happen to reach your the, turning point on the company? The numbers don't lie. I I um, had to go to sacrifice. <laughs> Are you bound for glory along Victory Road? Mm. <laughs> Should I stop now? Yeah, please. <laughs> but, like, as Scott Steiner famously says, the numbers don't lie and you've got a 33.3% chance of winning at Sacrifice. And we go to Sacrifice and it was what it was. <laughs> um, so I have the results here. I myself have not seen this, but I did see two of the major results online. Uh, so, opening was a tag match. Decay, that's Black Tyrus and Crazy Steve with Rosemary, defeated Re- Reno Scum, Adam Forstone and Lister the Legend. Next, Caleb with a K and Tennille Dashwood defeated Havoc and Nebea. Another tag team match where Violent by Design, that's Dina and Joe Doran with Eric Young, defeated the Beer Guns, Chris Saban and James Storm with Jake Something in their corner. A hold harmless match where Eddie Edwards defeated Brian Myers for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship. Fire and Flav, Kira Hogan and Tasha Stills, the champions retained against Jazz and Jordan Grace. Uh, following that, the X Division Championship, Ace Austin with Madman Fulton defeated TJP in 12 minutes to become the new champion. The Impact's Knockout Championship match. Diana Perazzo, the champion with Kimberly and Susan in her corner, defeated ODB. The Impact World Tag Team Championship. The Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, the champions, were defeated by Finn Juice, David Finley and Juice Robinson of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And in the main event, the Impact World Championship slash TNA World Heavyweight title unification match where Rich Swan, the Impact champion, defeated Moose, the TNA champion, to unify both titles. Um, I had seen the main as main event uh, result online 
And then you told me, I believe it was Sunday night, about Finn Juice, and I'm just like, what? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, New Japan's going to get their revenge for Impact changing the IWGP tag titles without their permission. So, they're going to master Watto and Taguchi and not tell him. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, any sort of standout matches for yourself on this show? Um, yeah, the main event was real. Uh, Ace Austin and TJP was a great match. Uh, even Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers was pretty good. Probably five minutes too long, but still pretty good. Um, yeah, besides that, it was a very skippable. <laughs> yeah, so back, uh, back in the good old TNA days when, uh, I believe it was the Dudley Boys you said had the uh, IWGP tag team titles, the heavyweight tag team titles. And yeah. Impact decided it would be a good decision to put it on, was it British Invasion? Yeah, the British in- Invasion, Doug Williams and Magnus, without telling New Japan. And how did uh, New Japan take it at the time? Uh, they were furious. They waited for their deal with... TNA at the time to end, and they never did business again until now. Yeah. Yeah, it's... That'd be a good, interesting retrospective in itself, looking at all the New Japan wrestlers who went to uh, Impact over the years and seeing what, what ended up becoming of them once they left Impact. Yeah, you name it, they've been there. The great Sonata... Yeah. Well, they've had Tanahashi, they've had Nakamura, they've had Naito, they've had Okada. You want to know the sad thing in that? Yeah. That TNA has handled, uh, did handle Nakamura better than the WWE is. Oh. Prove me wrong, WWE. WWE handled Nakamura heaps better for three months than. Are you saying NXT? Yeah. Okay, outside of NXT. Uh, For one month when he won the Rumble. That one month was better than anything in TNA, but the rest of his WWE career wasn't better than anything in TNA. Oh, come on, man. That post-WrestleMania feud with AJ Styles where they were just constantly punching each other in the dick was like... It drew all the dimes. Yeah, and, you know... Making Nakamura have sorry, no speak English as a gimmick. Yeah. Now nah, we love that, especially us half Asians who've had to deal with sorry, no speak English jokes their entire life. Bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Um, so, what do you give Impact? Uh, what was it? Sacrifice. Thumbs down. <gasps> is there was... any match you'd recommend to go and check? Yeah, check out the main event. It was pretty good. Um, I don't really like Finn Juice at all, to be honest. So or that... David Finley. Oh, man, I hate Juice Robinson. Especially this is like white tank top Juice Robinson, Blues Brothers Juice Robinson in Impact. State of your gear, mate. Yeah, 
Like he's got better gear now during the New Japan Cup, but this was probably filmed like six months ago. So, yeah. yeah. Um, the X Division title match, Ace Austin and TJB was really good, and Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers was fairly decent, maybe five minutes too long. But, yeah, so the big news coming out of this is their next pay-per-view, I forgot the name of it. <laughs> We're going to have Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega title versus title. Rebellion title versus title. Yeah. Winner, oh. winner takes all. And I, for one, welcome our new AEW overlords. Yeah. So, um, obviously, Impact who have been horrible business partners to other promotions in the past, have just decided, oh, we really need to have these people bringing in their talent. So, yeah, here, take our tag belts. Here, take our world title. Because there's no way Kenny Omega's losing a Rich Swan. Didn't Kenny already pin Rich Swan? Yeah, it was a six-man, though. Yeah, well, that's my point. You didn't need to do it in a six-man. Yeah. Um, pretty much like I said, with Moxley versus Kenta, there's a 99% chance there's only going one way if both participants stay the same. 0.9% chance this ends in a DQ. 0.1% chance Rich Swan wins both titles somehow. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm like positive Kenny Omega's going to win it because he's talked about doing that title collector gimmick. Ultimo so, Dragon, here we come. Yeah, I think the way you end the title collector gimmick is at Tokyo Dome next year when he loses to Kota Ibushi. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I think it could happen. I think there's a possible. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, Sacrifice. Did you happen to catch out the first AEW Dark Elevation? I saw an, I saw the first hour of it. Yeah. Um, 13 matches and two hours. This uh, could be felt... worse. <laughs> True. True, this could be worse. Nothing against the commentary duo, nothing against the productions or the wrestlers. This just felt like an extra two hours of dark. I think that's kind of the point, though. Yeah, but I mean, watching this for the first time, um, I I probably won't be going back if it's always going to be two hours and dark itself is going to be around two hours. Yeah. Um, so, like, the whole theory behind Dark Elevation is that it's going to be what Dark used to be and then Dark's going to be sort of a medium between what Dark was and Dynamite. So you're going to have more, like, bigger names on Dark and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, highlight here for me was the main event, Rio versus Maki Ito. Uh, really good match, main event of the show. Other than that, it was just a bunch of um, sort of 
dynamite people uh, beating non-dynamite people for most of these matches. Uh, um, the lone exception that I noted was QT Marshall actually beat Marco Stunt, and they're sort of telling a story there of QT turning his back on the Nightmare family. Yeah, well, Q- QT's, like, Marco Stunt's, like, lower level than QT's sort of been getting a bit of a push for whatever reason, because I see absolutely nothing in QT Marshall. Um, so they did this weird thing with Matt Seidel on this show. Yeah, this might have been when I went to uh, to go and check on the dog and uh, miss this part. Okay, yeah, because this was like a show-long storyline, so... They win their tag match. Then, like, a little bit later, we get a backstage interview with them. They get interrupted by Kenny Omega. Matt Sardell's like, I want a title shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. And Kenny's like, oh, you got to beat Michael Nakazawa. Then later on, we get a match between Matt Sardell and Michael Nakazawa, and Matt Sardell wins which guarantees him a future match against Kenny Omega, but Kenny Omega just jumps him and starts the match then and there and quickly beats Matt Seidel. And then, for the first time really ever on their television product or their on-air product, Tony Khan comes out and cuts a bit of a promo on the mic and saying, in nine days' time on Dynamite, we're going to have Kenny Omega versus Matt Seidel, and if Matt Seidel wins, he gets a future title shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yawn. (laughs) uh, I don't know if Tony was trying to go too fast or if he forgot half his lines, but he was stumbling a bit there. Nine days. Nine days from tonight. Tonight from nine days. Nine days. I'm going, okay. We get it. Next week on Dynamite. (laughs) He's also one of those people that I hate in real life that does a lot of talking with their eyes closed. Because it, like, really makes someone seem really pretentious. (laughs) And, like, he just talks a lot with his eyes closed and it kind of annoys the crap out of me. Uh, The only highlight for Dark Elevation for me was... Negative one in Tay Conti's or Ty Conti's corner. (laughs) um, At the end of the match, like he helps up Ty Conti and the referee's raising Ty Conti's arm and negative one just pushes the referee out of the ring and raises Ty Conti's arm instead. Yeah. That kid's definitely going to be something when he grows up. It'll be like um, like a Goldberg's kid. Yeah, yeah, and like a negative one's probably going to be like a six foot six monster as well by the time he's fully grown. Yeah, that's true too. Um, good premiere episode, however, for me, it just felt like dark in a bad way. Where it was like, here's about 15 matches and here's about two hours, have fun. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I thought. I thought Paul Watt was pretty good on commentary. Yeah, yeah, I did enjoy the giant on commentary with Shivani. Yeah. G. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it was it was okay. Like, I've definitely watched worse episodes of Dark, but this was just an episode of Dark. Yeah, that that's the, probably the nicest way of putting it. Um, so from there, did you have time for Raw? Uh, apparently, I didn't know the time for Raw. <laughs> yes, both of us <laughs> forgot that uh, North America decided to change their clocks and. Uh, Whoops. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I was like tuning in at one o'clock being like, Oh, that's okay, I've only missed one hour. I'll I'll catch up and watch the first hour later on before we record the rap. But turns out I tuned in at one o'clock and it started at eleven AM for me, so ten AM for you, am I right? Yes. Yeah. And um that meant I'd missed the first two hours of Raw and I just got to see the dreaded third hour. So, any highlights from the third hour? I just watched it and don't remember anything. Any lowlights? <laughs> uh, actually, the highlights, the main event was a really good match. Sheamus versus Bobby Lashley. And Sheamus is actually like low-key been putting on some banger matches every week on Raw. But uh, I say it every week. He's just got that Dolph Ziggler effect where, like, yeah, he puts on awesome matches, but who cares anymore? He's uh, sort of like, uh, uh, who's it in New Japan, I suppose? Hiroki Goto? Goto, yeah. Definitely go to He gets his his one moment to shine every year, and then the rest of the year, they sort of book him kind of in title contention, be like, nah, it's not your time. (laughs) Never your time again. Or Ishii, for that matter. Yeah, I'd say Ishii's a lot higher on the totem pole than Goto, and I love Goto. Yeah, and and it shouldn't be the case of Ishii being higher on the totem pole, (laughs) but... Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so next week we'll remember to move our clocks for Raw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, now, do you have time for some R Block? Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to talking about this. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I'm not keen on this R block thing. <laughs> I am not doing well. I'm not okay. Well, maybe while we're still stateside, we should talk about the uh, qualifying matches for the New Japan Cup USA. Oh, God. Okay. I've not been following Strong at all since Kenta versus Mox. Yeah, I think that's the point where a lot of people dropped off because it was like, yeah, put the belt on Kenno. We'll finally have a champion on this promotion. They're getting rid of the other title, so we need it. No. <laughs> uh, but I digress. 2021 New Japan Cup USA. Qualifying matches uh, occurring on strong from uh, March the 5th saw Tom Laura defeat the DKC, Leo Rush defeat Rocky Romero, Fred Rossa defeat uh, JK. Katos, Hikaleilu defeat Jonathan Clearwater, and this week sees Brody King versus Bateman, as well as 
Ren Narita versus Mysterioso, with uh, two more qualifying matches to take place the week after that. Hmm. Yeah, right. That's very intriguing who they got in there already. Um, if they're smart, that guy that won the very first match should be the guy that wins the whole thing. Yeah, I, I'm seeing of the four who've qualified so far, I'd put Filthy Tom up there and Hikalolu yeah. to have a strong run. Yeah, I, I can see Leo Rush being that near the end. And yeah. oh, Fred Ross is actually having a having a career form, like career resurgence here in New Japan Strong, and it would be good for him to go far, but I just don't see it happening. No, neither do I. Um, uh, Brody King, like, he better win his match because that could be a legit contender as well. Yep. And, and I see Ren Narita beating Mysterioso. Yeah, which will leave... Um... After Strong takes place this uh, Saturday for us Aussies, uh, the final two qualifying matches will be announced on that show. Yeah, that'll be interesting who that is too. Yeah, because I think the first year we had Carl Fredericks, Kenta, Cobb, Tungaloa, David Finley, Chase Owens, Brody King and Tamatonga. So there was a lot more uh, New Japan sort of regulars in that. Whereas this year, you've got uh, Tom Lawler, Leo Rush, Fred Rosser, Hikalelu, who are all sort of not really uh, New Japan regulars, so they are starting to build a lot more around this New Japan USA roster. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think what they're doing this year is actually good because they're really establishing a bit of a brand identity with this New Japan strong thing by, like, these are your guys now. So get to know them, get to love them. Who was the one um, who left yeah. to go to uh, NXT? Blake Christian, wasn't it? Yes. I yeah. thought he'd have big things in New Japan Strong, but I guess he's going to have big things in NXT, maybe. Yeah. Um, oh, he, he sent out a funny tweet or something the other day saying... Oh, so I don't need to change my name now in response to Christian Cage leaving WWE to go to AEW. And, like, future sort endeavor. of, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so he's coming back. <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, so another two weeks of uh, qualifying matches before the cup itself actually uh, starts, which will be the first week of April. So as soon as New Japan Cup of Japan finishes, we get New Japan Cup of America. Yeah, great. But, uh, uh, I'm still really confused where the other New Japan Cup tournament's going. Just yeah. a tournament full of upsets, really. Yeah, it sort of, uh, sort of has been as we go across to <laughs> the results here. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Uh, opening round saw Jeff Cobb defeat Kojima, Great Khan defeat Naito, Toru Yano defeat Bad Luck Fale, Goto defeat Taichi, Shingo Takagi defeat Okada, 
Suzuki defeat Honma, Kenta defeat Robinson, Osprey defeated Tanzan, uh, Saber Jr. defeated Gabriel Kidd, Nagata defeated Suji, Sonata defeated Ishii, Finley defeated Owens, Yoshihashi defeated uh, Yujiro Takahashi, uh, and Jay White defeated Hanare. So that was the uh, the first round there. Second round saw Evil defeat Cobb, Toriyano defeat Great Okan, Shingo Takage defeat Hiroki Goto, Kenta defeat Minoru Suzuki, Will Ospreay defeat Zack Sabre Jr., Sonata defeat Yuji Nagata, David Finley defeat Yoshihashi, and Jay White defeat Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, leaving the quarterfinal matchups to take place uh, over the next week of Evil vs. Toriyanu, Shingo Takage vs. Kenta, Will Ospreay vs. Sonata, and David Finley vs. Jay White. Um, yeah, what what's going on here? <laughs> I have no idea. So remember, like, a little bit ago, I said that there was heavy rumours, like, according to Meltzer, that Okada's coming to America to do some stuff with Impact and AEW? Yeah. I think he got you out here. You got him out of the first round of the tournament. Now I can bloody head on over to America and do whatever before the next big New Japan thing. Yeah, I suppose that's true. You could try to use him before Dominion. Yeah. Um, Naito versus someone in Impact. <laughs> that could happen. Yeah, well, I suppose uh, that could happen depending on if uh, somebody gets their release, as they've asked. Oh, yes, yes. Because he's 10 times better than 100. Yes, uh, La Sombra. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, Andrade requ- requested his release and apparently it got denied because WWE loves talent hoarding. Yeah. Um, not really sure what's going on there. I can't even... Oh, no, I did hear the last time he was on TV was losing to uh, Humberto Carrillo in October, I believe it was. Yeah. Speaking of people who ask for their release, where's old um, Alistair Black? His wife asked for her release and got it. Where's yeah, he been on Al- TV? Alistair Black hasn't been on TV since since uh, the draft. And uh, October, November. a very similar situation going on with him as well, apparently. Uh. Like... Requesting to go to NXT, getting denied. Requesting to get released, getting denied. Stuff like that. Um, And also, whilst we're on the topic of this stuff, did you hear the reports about Keith Lee? No. Go ahead. So, as reported, he got COVID. And then he recovered, came back for a couple of weeks. And they started doing tests on him, and his breathing just wasn't there. So his breathing was at 90% when the average humans is around 95 or something. So they sent him home, and that's why they took him out of that triple threat match at 
uh, what was it? Elimination Chamber? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and yeah, so he's still having some COVID-related lung issues, apparently. So, which yeah. is very scary. But hope they're still hopeful for him to be back by Mania, but they don't really have anything set in stone for him. Um, by the way, they announced some WrestleMania matches on Raw. Ooh, uh, we can talk about that in just a moment. Do you want to go through the uh, old New Japan Cup uh, standings? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Oh, okay. So, Alex, oh, you've got... No horses in the race yet? <laughs> uh, one of the quarterfinals, you don't. <laughs> but you got six right in the first round and three right in the second round. You are on nine points, kind sir. Oh, Although the person you did predict to win got knocked down the first <laughs> match. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm like, oh, Hoggy's got this. You've got this, man. Uh, so, yeah, six for the uh, round one, nine points total after round two. Uh, myself, I got 10 for the first round and six for the second. I'm staying on 16 after the first two rounds. Yeah. Uh, who was your pick to win, Tanahashi? Osprey. Osprey. Osprey came to final with uh, Osprey winning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. By the way, how good was uh, Kenta versus Suzuki? Yes. Injected into my veins, please. Yeah. Every day of the week, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Just have those two guys just do what the Young Lions did last year for the G1, and they just have a match every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Needs more, more division matches. Yeah. Just uh, instead of alternating between three Young Lions, you just alternate between Suzuki, uh, Kenta, and, I don't know, Nagata or Ishii. <laughs> Put Makabe in there too. Oh yeah, yeah. Just have a D block for the dad division. <laughs> yes. Um. Now, before we uh, sign off, we did touch on briefly uh, during the Aussie review that two Aussies have been signed to NXT. It's reported. Yeah, uh, Matty Wahlberg and Steph Delander, huge pickups for the WWE. Yes. Um. Hopefully they do well over there. They get settled in and uh, can be on TV quite soon. Yeah, um, that'll be... Especially similar. with this uh, new WWE women's tag team titles, maybe a uh, former friend can come and convince Indy to change her ways. Yeah, exactly. That'd be awesome. That'd be so good. Like, yeah. Like uh, Indy and Steph versus Dakota Kai and, and Raquel Gonzalez. In my veins. Yes. Like, having a lady host fight between Steph and Raquel would be amazing. Um, and I suppose before we uh, sign off, you said you've seen a few WrestleMania matches locked in and announced. Yeah, they announced a couple of matches on Raw. So th just out of the blue, they just go, oh, yeah, at WrestleMania, it's going to be Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. What? Yep. <laughs> what? 
Yep. Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm positive that they are gonna make Drew McIntyre win because they want him to have his moment in front of fans because it's reported it's gonna be forty five thousand people there. Um, um now correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't Drew been feuding with Sheamus and nowhere near the title since he lost it? Yeah. Well, he came out and cut a promo on Bobby today and he's like, if I beat Sheamus, I want a shot at the title. But he just got a shot anyway. I don't know. I didn't see it, but yeah, it sounded confusing. Um, what else you got? Uh, we got new tag champs on Raw, by the way. Oh. It's the new uh, day. Well, oh. <laughs> It's a new day. Yes, it is. So that led... So... Go on. Who did they beat? Because I thought they were the champs. Oh, they beat her business, didn't they? Yeah, Cedric and Shelton. fuck's sake. I'm pretty sure that's who Cedric and Shelton beat for the titles. It is, because I was complaining towards the end of last year that they just swapped playthings because Adam Pearce told them to. Mm. This is... Just wait until you hear the next WrestleMania match announcement, I have to tell so, you. So, this is starting to feel like what we were saying on the Aussie review about Brat Pack versus Natural Classics, isn't it? Of oh, don't worry, this feud's done. Business. This feud's done anyway, so that's cool. Oh, okay. Uh, what What else you got? So, after the match... A tag team came out and challenged the New Day for a tag title match at WrestleMania, and Ooh. the New Day accepted. Oh, it's going to be the New Day versus the deserving tag team. Yeah, of AJ Styles and Omos. What? <laughs> what the? F- that's what you're doing with AJ Styles at WrestleMania this year. Oh. So this is why I kept like needling the point earlier on in this episode about WWE not giving a crap about the tag division because I just read this news and it pissed me off unbelievably. Can I ask how many times has AJ teamed with Omos in a tag on the TV? No, they they kept announcing that this will be Omos's first ever match. That can't be right. No, he's never wrestled on Raw or anything. I'm gonna look this up while we're on the air. Never. Oh, because he was people... like doorman. He maybe had a match when he was dressed up as like a doorman. A... Yeah, he was a doorman. And then he may have had a match when he was dressed up as a giant ninja for Akira Tozawa last oh, year. God, I forgot but that about doesn't that. count as Omos. I forgot about that. I don't even think he had a match as the ninja. Um, oh, and at Fastlane, we're going to have Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. At Fastlane, not at WrestleMania. Yep, and I'm pretty sure some shenanigans are going to happen and that's going to force that to happen. 
Admania. Um, Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton at Fastlane. I'm sorry, could you repeat that? It sounds like you cut out there for a moment. You oh, said Alexa Bliss versus... Randy Orton at Fastlane. Okay, so you didn't cut out. I thought I was just hearing things. Why? Well, Alexa Bliss told Randy Orton if he wants her out of his life, his chance will be at Fastlane. And there's a promo saying later on where Randy Orton says he will kick Alexa Bliss out of his life once and for all at Fastlane. So they're cutting promos on each other like they're having a match against each other. As promised, there's going to be a thing that happens between Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss at Fastlane. So they're kind of letting you believe that it's going to be a match. Oh, man. But it's just going to be a heap of spooky nonsense. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, going back through to July, AJ hasn't had like a proper two-on-two tag match and he hasn't had any multi-man match with Omos. No, Omos has never wrestled on the main roster. And people wonder why no fans care about WWE's tag division. Okay, let's... And also, like, going back to them announcing Lashley versus Drew, they're doing this so Drew can have his moment in front of fans, but I'm positive that the fans are actually going to boo Drew and they're going to be for Lashley. And I'm for Lashley. Be... I I love Drew, but I'm for Lashley because this is new. This is different. I think this if just they... started. I think if they hadn't taken the title off Drew for that weird two week reign of Randy Orton, and he had been a dominant champion the whole time, and then got screwed over after the Chamber to Miz, then you'd sort of um. Like, then he's gone for two weeks, and by the time he comes back, Bobby Lashley has already won the title, so now he's chasing Lashley. That makes a better story than him being there and just going, oh, he's off there with me title. I'm just going to fight Sheamus this week with stairs. Mm, um, yeah. I, I think they should have just kept the title off of Drew after he lost it to Randy. Yeah, or even done that and try to have him building his way back up. Yeah, and... And by the time WrestleMania comes along, it's been like six to seven months, maybe even eight months since he last held the title. So it kind of feels fresh a little bit. So just have Randy drop the title to Lashley and then let Lashley have a longer run before Mania as well. So you kind of want to see Lashley lose a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So going through here, the... uh... The Raw Men's Tag Team Champs of the New Day, you said they're facing... Um, uh, Styles and Omos. Okay. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champs are Ziggler and Rude. Yeah. I'm 
guessing that's going back towards a Street Profits match at Mania. I think because we had that eight-man tag with four tag teams on SmackDown, I think we're getting a Fatal 4-Way in Mania. Just a typical WrestleMania, get as many people into one match and give them a payday sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, NXT Men's Championship is Ernie Lorcan and Danny Birch. Any idea where that's going for the two-night NXT thingy? Yeah, they appear to be setting something up with Imperium. Oh, yeah, Imperium's all in the US except Walter. Yeah, and they seem to be... Like, Imperium keep trying to recruit Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, because he was part of um, the original ring camp, wasn't he? Yeah. And and it appears to be setting up something with Walter. I think that's where we're going, where we might get Walter versus Thatcher a takeover, which would be incredible, to be honest. Um, Women's Tag Team Champion NXT. Amber and Shotzi... You said you think Raquel's going after EO. Yeah. Where did these go for that um, pre-Mania TV special? Oh, uh, they kept um, they kept teasing Indy and Candice being really, really upset that Ember and Shotzi won these titles. Yeah, so, that makes so, storyline sense. Do I want to see it? Probably not. No, but if this results in um, Indy getting some getting some gold, that's fine with me. Yeah, I agree there too. Uh, NXT UK. Oh, then we go down to WWE Women's Tag Titles, which I guess are now just main roster women's tag titles. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got Bianca and Sasha versus Nia and Shayna again. Of this pay-per-view coming up. For Farsight. Yeah. Has Bianca said on TV she's going after Sasha? Yeah. Or is it... I... Yeah. I think she has. Yeah, she has. Then why are they teaming still so much? Because mutual respect, but... Oh, man, Sasha's been, like, confusing the crap out of me on SmackDown. She's meant to be a babyface, but she comes across like such a heel... Hate it. That's because she plays a heel better than she does a baby face, but that's not the heel. She is one in real life. (laughs) She she sounds like a natural heel anyway. Uh, While we're talking women's championships, we might as well go uh, NXT UK women's champion Kylie Ray. Do you have any idea who's going to challenge for that in the near future? Kylie Ray. What did I say? You said Kylie. It's Kaylee. Kylie raised the smiley one that retired. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't watch that crap. <laughs> uh, NXT US, you said probably uh, Raquel. SmackDown is probably going to be um, Bianca and Sasha. Raw yeah. Women's Championship. Asuka's out at the moment, concussed after... Oh, she's back. Out. I, I forgot to say, uh, she showed up on Raw and had a match with Shayna. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she's back now. It's going to be Charlotte, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. With any luck, we might... Because we're still getting the coming soon from Rhea Ripley. If any luck, we'll get a triple threat. Again, a triple threat mania with Charlotte? No, thanks. Uh, there's less responsibility for her in that way, so that'll be better. Because then you can have two people talking instead of her. Then Charlotte can pin Rhea again and get the championship without pinning the champ. Oh, yeah. Oh, gross. Um, uh, yeah, what what are, what else have we got coming up? Jeez. Fast lane. Yeah. Uh, well, we might as well have a look and see what the card is because that's going to be a week or two away. Yeah, I don't... It's next week. I wish it wasn't. Oh, it is yeah. this weekend. Hooray. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So we have the announced matches of Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler with Reginald versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Roman Reigns, the champion with Paul Heyman versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship uh, where Edge or Jay Uso will be the special guest enforcer. Yeah, because that's the match Edge is having this week. Uh, uh, Big E versus Apollo Crews for the IC title. Also announced Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon, and Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton in an intergender match. Surely this ends in no DQ and the Fiend shows up to challenge Randy at Mania. Yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, it's going to be some like weird new version of Bray Wyatt. Like. It might not be The Fiend, or if it is The Fiend, it's going to be like a whole different look and stuff. Remember yeah. last year at Mania how we were saying how good The Fiend was for <laughs> yeah. Firefly, Funhouse, John Cena match, and then what the hell is going on now? To be fair, if we get a Firefly Funhouse with Randy Orton, there's so many good possibilities to do with that. Like how they went through every aspect of like, John Cena's career. Like, we could have Randy Orton show up in his little blue biker shorts with Orton ridden on the back with yellow. Like, have him, like, um, doing his legend killer gimmick. Have when him. Triple H turns down the thumb to him. Yeah, yeah. You could revisit all that. You could, I don't know, what's D Ted DiBiase Jr. up to these days? Bring him back. Do you know all the former members of Legacy? Yeah. Well, one of them's not going to turn up, obviously. Oh, uh, yeah, sad. Yeah, so Cody won't be there, but you can bring back Ted DiBiase Jr., bring back Manu, bring back uh, Sim Snooker. Oh, wow, you do remember. <laughs> I was really into Legacy. I thought it was cool as hell. So what happened with <laughs> Manu and Sim Snooker then? They just quietly stopped turning up. Like, well, I'm sure they just got fired or whatever, but, like, for, from a TV perspective, they were there one week and then they weren't, and it was just Cody and Ted. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, what else could you do? Yeah, you could just do so many, like, funny things in the funhouse with Randy Orton because of the different 
incarnations his characters had over the years, do some stuff with the authority, do some evolution stuff, do some oh, do the thing where Randy Orton um where Triple H invades Randy Orton's house or whatever, but you do it with the fiend. Yeah. Yeah. Do all that weird stuff. Oh man. Um this has been fun as always. I suppose we should uh wrap things up and get on out of here. Yeah. Uh, where can the good humans find you? Uh you find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity is Alex. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Ozstyle, and you can find Chris at at I am Chris Funder as well. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling Ozstyle archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and for your podcast of choice, including Apple Music, using the RSS feed in the show notes below. Plus, now the weekly wrestling lap on YouTube. So. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Chris, I think WrestleMania's going to be out of crap this year. Yeah. Don't <laughs> you worry. Do you remember when Sting won Survivor Series for Dolph Ziggler, and they banished the authority, and then Edge was on Raw, and Seth Rollins was going to break his neck, and Sting and John Cena said, okay, we'll bring back the authority? Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Edge. <laughs> this is all Edge's fault Yeah, the last six years of booking Thanks Edge for bringing back the authority Yep